awesome. Uh, I appreciate you inviting me into one of your homes. I think you told me your other home is across the, uh, across that way. Am I yeah, right? Across the way. I can, you know, I use my boat as a ferry or the, or the jet skis as a ferry. Are go. you going to be able to see each house? Uh, most definitely. You know, we're going to clear out a couple of trees over there that, uh, that covers it up right now. You can't see it, but we're going to be able to, uh, open it up, maybe get some binoculars. I got a telescope right there as well, too, that can... Well, this is awesome. I appreciate it. You're two weeks out from, uh, uh, I'm, I would say, uh, maybe you wouldn't say this, but every fight is your biggest fight, mm. uh, being undefeated. Am I wrong? Uh, you're definitely right. You're definitely right. Every, every fight is a big fight because you just never know what's going to happen. You can prepare and train as hard as you can for a fight, but on that day or that night when those lights come on and you have the environment change... And when everything becomes so real, you just never know what's going to happen. Any man can get knocked out in the ring, especially when you're, have, when, when you're in the heavyweight division. That's why people love the heavyweight division because it's with, dealing with the big boys and the big boys bring weight. So with weight, it brings power. Do, do you, the, the whole series I'm doing, which is called Self Made, which is this idea of, uh, to me, it means doing things on your own. Um, and I can't think of another individual sport that's more, it's all about you. At the end of the day, it's you. Where does that come from in terms of, uh, you grew up in Alabama. Where does it come from where you, uh, I guess, let's start with boxing. That boxing became something that you decided I'm going to focus on. Well, boxing only came in my life because of my daughter that was born with spina bifida. You know, being here in Tuscaloosa, Alabama, it was, you know, based off of Alabama football. You know, all the kids looked up to the sport because, you know, people had school spirit. They, you know, especially when they're um, playing against different rivals like Auburn or something like that, you see all the hype. You see all the people coming together, the excitement. So when you're around it, you want to be a part of it. But when my daughter came in with dealing with spina bifida, knowing that she had the biggest fight of her life, that allowed me to say, you know what, I need to fight for my family. So I had to choose, you know, whether to get a regular job or pursue my dreams of becoming a professional, where I know that if I make it, then I'll be able to support her beyond her belief. How old were you at the time? I was 19 years old at the time. Uh, did you finish high school? I, I did. Finished high school and I got a little, uh, I got a, a semester or so in for college. I had a daughter coming, so I had to make decisions. But why, why boxing? Um, boxing, you know, for one, I had a uh, reputation for fighting. You know, I tell people all the time, I never look for trouble, but trouble always found me. You know, and people always look at me now because I'm so tall. Yeah. But it was a point of time that. I wasn't as tall and I had to grow into this height, you know, but, you know, being here where there's nothing, really nothing to do, people would pick with you. They're fine fun. You know, as guys, as boys, 
the most fun that we found was the fun that we didn't suppose with the things that we didn't supposed to be into. Yeah. Because it's just a it's you know when things are are suspense. Uh, you don't know, you know, you know, you're not supposed to do it, but you know, you get the thrill from doing it because you know what the consequences that can come from behind it if you get caught. You know, you got in trouble a lot, you know, and people always pick with you and try to test you, especially if you go in certain neighborhoods. Like every day I walked out of the house, it was about literally I was about to fight, you know. It, it, because they knew you could would win, because they knew you were the guy, be, why? It plays a lot of part. It could, it, you know, one of the reasons I always, you know, people love a winner until you win so much. Yeah. And then people want to see you lose. And that could be one thing. Haters that, love the hate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then on the other end, like I said, I wasn't, I've always been, you know, small frame. My body has always been an athletic type of build. I've never been a muscular type of guy. And then uh, being short, you know, as well. And so people thought they had the advantage over me. It's just like now, you know, because I'm not this big heavyweight. I don't look the part, yeah. but I'm every bit of the part. And to me, and, and again, this, this self-made idea, um, whether I'm talking to a, a Rick Ross or a DJ Khaled or a, or a Dave East, everyone's got a little chip on their shoulder. So I almost picture by what you're saying, uh, you have a chip on your shoulder because they didn't, they don't expect, they see something that you're trying to say, you know what, that's not me. I'm something bigger than that. You know, many, many people looked at me as a statistic to society. Yeah. Many people have my life picked out, you know, better than I could have it picked out. And what they had picked out was negativity. It was in the wrong way. You know, it was of my peers or what, what you know, certain things like that. But I always had a plan for my, my life, you know. And I just wanted to see myself get there. Although my peers had things going on and stuff, I, I've never been peer pressured to do anything, but only what I wanted to do and I, what I knew what was right. You know, my father raised me and my brother well. You know, he taught us to work. You know, in the South, you're going to work. That's why they say them country boys strong. Yeah. Because we're always working with our hands. We're always doing something, whether it's in the yard or whether it's outside of the house or wherever we go. You know, they're just... So how did, how did boxing kick in for you? Boxing kicked in, you know, um, when I knew I had a daughter coming on, uh, on his way. And um, dealing with the... Uh, Disorder of spinal bifida, I, I had no knowledge of it. But it, it's money to pay for. Well, there you go. That's it. There you go. You just thought, I'm going to, I need to make some money. And what went in your mind? You knew people were going to pay for, to, to, it was a quick pay? I, I knew nothing about boxing. You know, boxing came to me because I had a friend in college. And um, at lunch, we used to always see, I'm a type of person that I plan things out. I speak it, believe it, receive it. Mm. You know, and I always say, speak it, believe it, receive. See, the belief is the water that grows your plant. Mm -hmm. Now, you can say anything in life. You can say you can be this, you're going to have this and that, but it's only your words. No action is applied to that. So if it's just your words, it's just it's just what it is, your words. You can be, everyone has greatness, mm. but greatness, greatness is determined by service. We can be great, but not even know it. But then, until we plow the service, and that's when we discover we're great. You know. So with me, it's like I wanted to show instead of just speaking all the time and doing different things. So with with boxing came along, I was ignorant to the sport. I didn't know how they made. Well, I knew you had to fight. 
prize fighter, you make money, but I was ignorant to the sport because I felt like every fighter that stepped in the ring made a lot of money. Or if you see them on magazines, they made a lot of money. I didn't know it was a process to get in there. And with my daughter and her condition, condition needing, needing money fast, quick, and hurry, and in my position where I couldn't go to school no more to, to you know, play the sports, mm. to be a professional football player, basketball player, I had to lean towards something else. Did and you play other sports? I did. I played football, basketball, baseball. So, if I had time but, for but soccer. The, but the, the thing I get out of it, which is interesting, is those are all, everything you just said, sports-wise, is team sports. Mm. You picked a sport that's just you. Yeah. What does that, like, to me, what does that tell you about you? I mean, that just tell me that I'll do anything for my children. Yeah. I'll sacrifice my life for my kids, man. <laughs> you know? And that's exactly what I've been doing. 40 a fight, 40 fights. I've sacrificed my Where do you body. think that comes from? It just, you know, just being raised here down in the South, man. You know, you you know, a lot of people get the South misconstrued with racism and all that, but racism everywhere. I've traveled a lot of places. Racism everywhere. Just here, they're just more open. Yeah. And I like a person that's going to be, up, you know, that can tell me straight up what they are instead of behind closed doors. And with that being said, you build a stronger mentality. You build a work ethic. Like with my father, he always had a, a strong work ethic. And with me and my brothers growing up, we saw that. He put us to work. Every, you know. And when we got older, the, the work that he used to have to do, he didn't have to do no more because he relied on us because we was older now. And we knew what to do. And if it wasn't done... Did your father possible. support you in boxing? You Same. know, my... I want to do this. Yeah. Yes, I support yeah. you. My, you know, in boxing, my father didn't want me to yeah. to box. You know, he was one of those fighters, those fathers that had his uh, had things planned out for his children, and he, and he was basketball. He was a basketball type of guy. He yeah. played ball throughout college and different things like that. And that's what he wanted his sons to do. But I didn't believe in just playing one sport. I believed in playing multiples of sports. So when I got into boxing. You know, it's a brutal sport. No parent really wants to see <laughs> their children no. getting hit in the face, especially no. if they're not used to it. He wasn't used to that atmosphere. He wasn't used to watching boxing, you know. So I could understand how he would look at this, but he didn't know my talent. He didn't know, you know, what God had for me. So did you think you were going to be a good boxer? Not only did I think it, I knew it. I spoke it. I believed it. Why? Because I wasn't fighting for myself. Self is mm. selfish. I had this other little girl on the side of me, man, that was looking up to me. I had this little girl that I looked into her eyes and I said, Daddy gonna be a world champion one day. And I come from unfulfilled promises. I know what it feels like for somebody to promise you something. And you wait year after year after year after year. And it never happens. Until finally you just come to realization. It's like, it ain't gonna never happen. So you can't depend on people. Mm. With that being said, you had to go get it for yourself. <laughs> That's what did, I did. Did anybody, or who was the first person from the boxing side who said, you know what, Deontay's got something here? Who saw something in you to say, I, I'm going to put some time in this guy? Well, you know, when I went to the gym, you know, it was still doubts, you know. Like you said, boxing is a lonely sport. It's a, it's a savage sport. It's a snake's business. You know, if you're not smart, you will get taken advantage of, you know. It's a dirty game. But coming into boxing, even just me and my trainer, at first, it was, you know, he would tell you himself, he said, the basketball court's down the street. That's mm -hmm. what he was thinking because 
I'm coming in with a small frame, talking about I want to fight. And he see over 100 kids coming in saying this is what they want to do, but they don't know what they're asking for. Some people can get past sparring, but not the conditioning part. Mm. Some people can get past the condition, but don't, but don't, but can't see themselves getting hit in the ring. You know, when I came in, you know, he didn't know what he had. He didn't know what work ethic that I possessed. He didn't know that I wasn't doing it for self. This wasn't for self to be famous or make no money. This was making money for my daughter, sure. not for myself. You know, and. I remember sparring a, uh, a professional. Uh, uh, he's been in there. He was up in there for over seven years. You know, and fought, 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 uh, he done fought fights and 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 you know had a little reputation going in. And uh, three months into my training, I end up dropping this guy in the first round. Only thing you see him move was his head and just to lift up to look at my trainer and say, "Keep this guy in. He's strong." And from that point on, the belief came even more real. Realer than what it, it was when I walked in. And with my trainer, you know, when guys are working out or doing anything intense and it become, you know, where you, you see your stuff starting to to reach a peak where you're getting tired, fatigue and stuff like that, people start to quit. Mm. But my trainer said he knew he had something in me because not only was I working hard when he was looking, but I was working even harder when he wasn't looking. And that was a big deal for him. Do, do you think, uh, where do you think that, your daughter's now what, 13? Correct. So where does the drive exist over 13 years? <laughs> well, you know, 13 years old, she still deal with spinal bifida. You know, she beat the odds though, because doctor says she may not never be able to walk, or maybe never never have a natural childhood ability of learning. But today, Nayel, not only she's walking, she's running. You know, she does flips, she does cheer type of things. You know, she's one of the smartest little girls in her class. She's very intelligent, very smart, and very, like, independent. Very. And, you know, and a lot of things, when, when I see her and her going through the situations, the trials and tribulations that she had to go through just as a baby with spinal bifida, to see so many sur surgeries and things done to her, man, that was, all, that was my motivation. I'm like, this little girl go through all this. I ain't got no excuse to yeah. do what I gotta do. You know, I got a tattoo right now on me that we hold in hands and I call it the road to success because she strengthened me. And I tell my daughter all the time, I'm like, babe, I don't know what I'd be doing if it wasn't for you. Mm. You know, you came in and, 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 and changed my whole life. My mindset, the things that I wanted to do, it was no more because, you know, when I brought a life into this world, what I wanted to do had to be put on, on mm. hold because it was all about her with the condition and she made me a stronger person. And you know, it's just the love for my children, man. But, but Deontay, I see, I, I watched highlight, <clears throat> highlights of you and your fights and I, I swear, and I, I take every one of these interviews, I take things away. And the thing I took away from you is, I think you would have been good at anything you put your mind to. And it made me think about me. Like, I think no matter what I, if I made a decision and I put all my focus and I'm going to be really good at this, you just happened to choose boxing. If you would have chosen basketball or football, it would have been the same thing. Do you see that? I that boxing is just, it happened to be the thing you chose. It happened to be the thing that you put your entire focus on. Most definitely. I, I totally agree with you on that. You know, like I said, I always talk about my father. I give him a lot of credit, you know, because he'd been there through the thicks and thins, you know, uh, of our lives. And, 
he built us to have a, a strong work ethic. And with that being said, when me and my brothers, when we apply something to something, our mindset is so strong that we get the job done, no matter what mm. it is. And we love when people doubt us. That makes us even stronger. Because the only thing a person can do, they can only use action with their mouth. Mm. But we have the, the ability and the power to not only use action with our mouth to reply, but we're the one that can plot real mm. action to the solution to solve this problem. And now, when people say you can't do something, and then you take all that and you, you apply it with what you have, you show them, like, I did what you said I couldn't do. So in, in, in boxing, which is not necessarily a sport that you can control the next step, right? Mm -hmm. The Correct. next fight. How do you keep how do you keep the motivation, the intensity? How does how do you keep that self, that drive? Well, you know, I haven't accomplished my ultimate goals in boxing. So with that being said, it still allows me to have this mindset that this is just the beginning. Every time I take a, the next further step or the next opponent or the, the next big fight, I'm always saying this is just this is just the beginning, you know, because I don't never want to see it where I'm not learning no more. Mm. I'm not. I can't get up in the morning because I'm in silk pajamas and silk sheets. You know what I mean? Making it hard to get up because you're mm. slipping. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I never want to get that mindset. You know, to 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 thinking that. You know, with that work ethic and, and like I said that we have. You know, I, I'm still providing for my kids. I still have things that I want to see there. I'm building for generation wealth. Mm -hmm. And when you're building for generation wealth. You know, you got a long, you got a long ways to go, and there's a lot of work that you're gonna have to apply to whatever your craft is. So, with that being said, I'm, 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 I'm still not satisfied. I'm still going and going. I'm a hungry champion. So, in, in, uh, we're in Alabama, where, where you grew up. Why didn't you leave and go somewhere else? To L.A., to New York, to Miami. Yeah. Like, why stay? You're the heavyweight champion in the world. Why stay right here in the woods on a lake <laughs> where we're not near anything? <laughs> Man, when you're describing that, that sounds like peace to me, mm. you know? And the saying is that no place like home. And I made it from here. Many people tried to get me away from here. You know, after the Olympics, I had Russia. Russia wanted me to come. He said, you, next mm. heavyweight champion of the world. And they wanted me to come to Russia, but, you know. I didn't, I didn't, Russia was too cold for me, you know, mm. and we had other people gave me suggestions and, you know, drilling me on why I'm staying at home and all the distraction and they have other gyms in other states and cities. But, you know, like I said, the way I came up in boxing, my name, I wasn't, I had, I had to write my name in the books mm. because people looked over me. They looked over me, one, because I was from a state that they didn't know, they that they didn't see fighters come out of, but if they did their history, they'll see uh, Holyfield is from mm. Alabama, they'll see Joe Lewis is from Alabama, mm. and they'll see Ernie Shavers is from Alabama, but they had to start their career elsewhere, you know. But me going through the Olympics, I made the Olympics in a year and a half. No one in the history of boxing has ever made it as fast as I've done it, and guess where I've done it from? Mm -hmm. Right here. So the saying also is, if it's not broken, and why fix it? So every time I have camps, I come back home. This is where I'm comfortable. 
This is where I can meditate and visualize what I want to do when I'm in the ring or anything I do. This is where I get my sanity, my peace. And I never let that. I always have something going on in Alabama is, so I can come back Is home. there anybody you listen to? Meaning is, uh, uh, to me, everything I do is gut. Mm. So uh, I'll take advice, but at the end of the day, I want to feel my ass is on the line. I want to make that decision. Mm. Is there anybody that you're listening to, or is it falling always on, on you? You know, I grew up in the church. You know, my, my father was a minister at the time. My grandma was the pastor of the church. Mm. Now my father is a pastor, so, you know, I was very sheltered. You know, into believing in Christianity and different things like that. So, you know, I'm 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 big in religion, I'm big in faith, you know, but I'm also big on energy feeling as well. I can feel bio or energy sometimes emotion. I got a true gift. My grandma said I was anointed by God. You mm -hmm. know, that's why I was I knew I was destined to be something. And like you said, you felt like I would be good at anything, mm -hmm. and that's so true. Because my grandma's I'm anointed, she used to tell me. When I got in trouble at school and get suspended and stuff, she didn't discipline me. She she was a teacher. She taught like she used to talk talk to me all the time, and I couldn't comprehend because I was a child. But when I became a man and put away childish ways and started going through life, mm. I started understanding bits and pieces. I'm like, oh, I see now what she was saying. You know, I didn't understand about being anointed and God trying to use you, use me for what? You know. But when you become a man and you, when you've been put in positions, you start to transform and you start to understand things. And I understand it all now, you know. When you think back to starting out the professional career, what was the goal? My main goal was to make money for my daughter. Okay. You know, um, pay for medical bills. And did, did you think uh, or put, I don't want to lose. Mm. I want to be... What was each fight to you? What 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 did it mean to you? Each fight was for my daughter. Yeah, you know, I had a goal. I had a a, a a a mission to accomplish. I said I told I I set out to tell my daughter a promise that was unfulfilled yet. Like I said, I come from promises that was unfulfilled for me all the time. So I know what it feels like for somebody to tell you something and it doesn't happen. Mm. No, do they even put effort into making it happen because. Mm. That was that was that was told a while back years ago. Maybe they forgot or maybe they had moved on. But the person that they told to, they don't really look back and say, dang, I told that person this. And not knowing that they holding this deal to their heart. Mm -hmm. I told my daughter I'd be a world champion. I told, I looked her in her eyes when she was one years old. And I was gonna make sure that happened. So every time I step in the ring with a fighter, and still to this day, after with all my kids as uh, a seven now. I want better life for them, and the way I had to do it is with my hands. Everything I have, everything I've done with them with these. Did, did, <laughs> I know what you're gonna say, but did you think you'd be 40 and 0 today? You know, I never had, I never looked at it, or how long can I go undefeated, or how many guys can I knock out, can I knock out? I never think about, my record. I never think about knockouts. I'm, I'm still surprised when I knock guys out. You know what I mean? I'm still, I get still surprised, you know, because I tell people I have two different personalities. Outside of the ring, I'm Deontay. I'm this loving, tall, giant gentleman, yeah. you know, that loves people, you know, love interacting with people, you know, because I feel you just never know who you may be talking to, no matter what they are from, where they're from, or no matter how they look, 
you know, or what their skin color. You just never know who you're talking to. Sure. You know, so I like interacting, but inside of the ring, it's a whole nother possession come over me. I'm the bronze bomber in the ring, and the bronze bomber, when I'm the bronze bomber, baby, he don't care. He don't care who you are, where you from, what you saying you about to do. I know what I say I'm about to do, and I'm finna show you. I got the opportunity to be able to show my actions, not with my mouth, but with these right here. And that means everything for me because when I look at my children and they're smiling, and you say, good morning, baby, and you got this youngest baby smiling and, you know, all her teeth coming and slob coming down when she happy, you know, and come and want to get on you and kiss you automatically. Man, that's a life. That's beautiful life. Like I tell people, I have love, peace, uh, and I have great health in my life. Do, do, you th do you feel pressure being every fight that you're undefeated? Because some people say in sports, whether it's, I'm a Chicago Bears, 1986, mm. 1985 fan, they lost one game. Sometimes it's good. Like, yeah. The pressure's off. I can go win this thing. I can get it over with. Do you, it, does that ever? I don't think about, I don't think about losing. Yeah. It's a negative entity, you know. I don't think about losing. I don't think about nothing that's negative. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always think about winning. And with that being said, we are powerful. Our words we speak are powerful. It's just how we have to put it. You have to be very specific about what you say and how you put things in <laughs> in line. Because things will come true. It's the law of attraction. What we think, what we speak, will be drawn to us. That's why certain things can happen to us and we never know or understand why it's happening to us. We don't go back and result on the, the things that we've said or whatever the moment in time because it's just what it is. It's a moment in time, and we spoke something. So, so what's the difference between Deontay, thirty-three years old today, and and in twenty and thirteen years ago when he first started boxing? I'm more in tune with myself. Where does that like where where does that come from? I've learned a lot. I've seen a lot of things. I've met a lot of people. You know, I've been introduced to a lot of things that works for my life. So would you say, because clearly I couldn't get in a ring with you, but I would say when I think about, because I take away something from every conversation, mm. and what I think about with you is, as you describe your father and work ethic, mm. like work ethic, it's a constant, it never goes away. It's, it, it's just, you can't teach that. It's either in you or it's not. You're not going to stop boxing for two years and start up again. That's not you. Is that, is that true? That's very true. You know, like I said, certain things are born with. You're born with certain things, you know. And, you know, it's a lot of things I'm born with that, I, you know, I don't have to train for. I don't have to prepare for. It's already instilled in me. Only thing that I can do is make it stronger. And I makes it stronger. That's why people don't understand me. They can't figure me out, especially in the boxing. They can't figure me out. They see I have an unorthodox style, an untextbook style, and my, my fundamentals is not one-on-one, -on -one, you know? And I never understand people when they always complain about my style or how I, you know, if everyone has the same style, then boxing wouldn't be as exciting as it is, you sure. know? If everybody had the same fundamentals, the jab, the right hand, the left foot, sure. everybody's doing it the same, then what's so exciting about it? Sure. And then boxing styles make fights. So... With my style, not only do I create excitement, but I create thrilling knockouts, dramatic knockouts, knockouts that you can only see 
in the movies. Do you think about the fans? Do you Not think about all. the guys in the audience looking? Not at all. You know, the way I was raised and stuff like that, man, I hear <sighs> certain things grows on deaf ears, man. I don't, I don't, I'm so in tune with myself. I'm so in tune with my, you know, the, the, the things that I want to do in life, the mission that's, that's incomplete right now. You know, I'm well on my way, you know, 33 years old. This is 33 is a year of my manifestation. 33 magic, you know. I'm walking in my manifestation right now. So, let me, from a, your business is boxing. So, when I think of my business, I have the luxury of entering the ring, which is launching something and playing around. I have an idea of what I'm going to do, mm. but I don't know what I'm going to do until I get it out there. So, in theory, with your match coming up against Tyson, you have an idea of what you're doing. Any any bout, you have an idea of what you're about to do, mm -hmm. but you have to adapt during that moment. Most definitely. Is that correct? That's very correct. And every true champion know how to adjust to anyone, no matter what they may see themselves doing. Because a fight, I can visualize myself and meditate on it, of me knocking this guy out in a certain way. And there's been times where I've told fighters that, I'm gonna knock you out, and I've told them what position their body would be in before I knock them out, and it <laughs> happened. <laughs> you know, so it's very strong, you know. But sometimes you can get in a situation where you miss things, you, you can visualize things, but you don't, you know, life is all about surprises, you know. So you can have a surprise in life, and if it comes, if you are true to your words, if you're a true person that you're dedicated to your craft, you ain't worrying about nothing. You speaking all positive, thinking it, surrounding yourself by positivity. Then the result's gonna be positive. In the ring, I'm a true champion. I'm a king. So with that being said, any man that I face, if they bring something that I ain't used to or I haven't never seen, I will adjust. And when I address and figure you out, bam, baby, good night. So has that changed from being from what, when you became the champion to prior? Or is it the same mentality? It's the same mentality. I still got the same hunger. And I think that's what continues to, that's what keeps me continue, continually to win. Not only just my children, but the mentality that I have. Because in boxing, you know, for me it's more 96, 97% mental and the rest physical. You know, if I can get in your head or if you can get in my head before we fight, then you've already won. You just have to show up. Yeah. <laughs> you and this and I can be way better than you. I can be a, a great fighter, and you can be just an average. But if you can find a way to mentally get up in this, all my physicalities is gone. Mm -hmm. That's over with. All the weights and being athletic and doing certain different things, all that goes out the window because my mindset ain't right yet. So you were talking about we were earlier. We we're talking about meditation. Mm. When did that? Why that? Why did? When did that kick in for you? That kicked in in the Olympics. You know, we used to every Wednesday we used to uh, deal with one of. Our, she was like a nutritionist and slash. You know, I don't know the term to call it, but um, she introduced us to, to to meditation. You know, it was this exercise she wanted us to lay down. Some of the guys, you know, being fighters, you know, they into all types of superstition, as is anyway. You know, and um, I remember this this this. The situation as if it was yesterday, like I could see it, and how she had us on the mat. Some guys participated. Well, they went along with the process of it because they had to. Mm -hmm. But really, just tuning into it, zoning out, 
who knows what they did. But when I do something, I take it seriously. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to get, I want to get, give my best so I can have the best results afterwards. You know, no matter how silly or, or, or how crazy it may look a seem, I want to try it out. So mm -hmm. I tried it, you know, and at first it was just almost like, you just being in this in this quiet place and you hearing a voice talk, but you seeing yourself going through something. You want you you trying to figure like I'm a I'm a great visualization type of person. You know, even when people talk to me, for me to understand them, I picture it in my head. Mm. I play it in my head. So that's why I can, I'm easily to understand people, you know, when others are not, you know. And as she was, you know, going through the the through the process and telling us, you know. To think about this, or her voice will get soft, and she'll get high and start talking, and then it get mm. back soft, and you know we had no music at that time and stuff like that. It was all about just focusing out. But it worked for you. It worked. But I find again, I find that interesting because you you have the ability to take if something can affect you positively, whether it's five years in, ten years in, thirteen years in, you're going to use that. Almost oh, definitely, I use it. I use it all the time in my everyday life. Not only just in my profession, but in my everyday life, it allows me to... to the sixth kid affected you. The fifth kid affected you, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's a magical thing. It's wonderful, you know. And it allowed me to learn so much about myself, so much about this world, just so much about just being just a positive person. So what happens between now and the Tyson fight? You're, what, two weeks away? What's, what's going to happen? Um, pertaining to what? Training? Training, psycho psychologically, mm -hmm. meditation. Yeah. Well, in training, um, I think I got like a week and a few days left for sparring, and then I'll be finished. I'll be finished like on the 21st. That'll be my last day of uh, sparring. Thursday, um, Thursday of this week would be my last day of strength Thanksgiving. training. Thanksgiving. Yeah. yeah. It'll be my last day of strength training. So... Right now is just the the preparations of of of, of summing everything up. That's this long camp has been. So we putting all everything together, sharpening and all that. You know, make sure everything is a muscle memory. So when I get in the ring, it's no thinking. It's yeah. all action. It's all doing. You know, we never want to think in the ring what we're gonna do. We wait on we we wait on the the vision that we see. And when he do what we been seeing, my body reacts. Yeah. That's how I knock these. It's reaction. I'd have knocked so many guys out with this hands. It's pitiful. It's crazy. It's like it's 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 it's, it's like second nature to me. Do, do, do you get pissed that you're not forty and zero by knockout? What's that? You, do you get pissed that you're not forty and zero by well, knockout? I know I'm not. You know because uh, the guy that I did knock out in the rematch, I knocked him out in yeah. devastating fashion. Yeah. But the first time, it was a proving point. Because a lot of people at that point in time, sure. I was 32 and old, and and at that point in time, I'm knocking everyone out, and and you know people, you know you're gonna get doubters. It's a big world, so you can't please everyone, and I try not to, you know, because that's a big task to do when you're trying to please please everyone and listening to everyone when they don't know. Only thing that that should bother bother you or make you upset is the things that people say that is true, but but half of the time it ain't true. So if it don't apply to you. Then why why keep it in your head? So as, aside from your daughter, where is where do you look for your motivation? Who out there, whether it's a boxer or someone in a different sport or an industry, who do you look for for inspiration? I'm a family man. 
It's all for my children. Mm. Every bit of it. Even, you know, I like to grab nice things along the way. I got nice cars, nice toys, and different things all over, you know. But that's just me in the moment of time. All that is in the wheel that will go to them. You know, everything I have. I like, you know, I'm going to grab things along the way. But I do it all for my children. I knew how hard it was for my father, you know, and mother to take care of us. You know, we grew up poor, man. And I didn't know the severeness of it until one day me and my father had a conversation. Sure. You know. How old were you then? I was 33 now, probably my 31, Mm. somewhere up in there. You know, when he said he only got $600 a week and the rent was $550. (laughs) You know, and this always made me resolve back to when I had my daughter at 19 and I had to work in, in two jobs, sometimes three jobs, where that if you don't work, you don't eat. So, so as an example, I have more people here than you do. Is that normal? Yes. No. No, it's not normal. I don't care about big entourage. I have my brothers and stuff like that. We're around all the time, and that's my entertainment. Family, you know. I, when I'm here or anywhere, like I'm the same whether I'm in Alabama, whether I'm in California, whether I'm in Atlanta, you know, I'm the same way. Whether I go down in Miami, I'm the same way. Most of the time, I go where my destination spot where I need to be or whatever, and then I'm home. Do people recognize you? Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. You know, and, you know, some people take it overboard, you know, because I'm not the type of person. I, like, don't call me a celebrity. Don't, don't look at me as a famous person. I'm just something that my grandma spoke that I was anointed and God is using me, and I'm allowing him to use me, you know, and what he's given me, I'm going to use it up. Because if, if you're blessed and have a talent, that you know you're, you're, you're special mm. amongst the rest and you don't use it, it will be stripped from you mm. and give it to another brave soul that have no problem. Do you ever think about after boxing? Most definitely. What's that look like? You know, my passion is acting. I'd rather act like I'm getting hit than getting in the ring getting hit, mm. baby. <laughs> and that's the day I'm looking forward to. You know, I've done, um, you know, I'd have been in the TV, you know, on a reality show and stuff like that or whatever. But my true passion is acting. You know, I've been, I've always done the church play, church plays and stuff like that. They used to give me the long scripts, and I, I remember going into the bathroom. I've been there for several hours rehearsing my my lines because I want to know them perfectly. I want to be perfect when I'm acting. You know, and then the lines that I can't remember, I make my own up mm. in there, and it always works out because I'm being myself. Like I like to take the script. And what I can't remember, I get into character. Because I can, like, being from Deontay to the Bronze Bomber, you got to know how to get into character. You got to, mm. you know, it's that transformation. And with, with acting, that because of my transformation and what I do in my career now, the acting part is going to be killer. You, another well, Denzel Washington. I have to say, I think in, in just in this, from what I've known of you prior to this, to having this conversation, um, the inspiration I get from you is this this utter feeling of no matter what you decide to do, you're going to succeed in this. Mm. No one just is good at this like you. You've decided I'm going to be great. And to me, that's all about what being self-made is. Most definitely. You know, my mother, when I was um, 11 or 12 years old, she gave me this poster, and it had this bear running a relays, and the bear had a, a red bandana, uh, a red, uh, you know, headband yeah. on his head, and 
he was finna cross the finish line. He haven't crossed it yet. And it had a little, it's just, it's just a little bit of space between the chest and the, what's name, but you can tell he was finna finish. And the saying said, you don't know what you can do at the bottom until you try. Yeah. And that meant everything to me. So with that being said, even in my adult life, I apply whatever I have to, you know, I dedicate myself to what I'm doing. I give it my all, no yeah. matter what it is, because I want great results. If I don't give it my all and I come up short-handed or, or I get the short end of the stick by any chance, I don't want to have those doubts that like, damn, I could have did more. Yeah, I should have did this. I should have. I don't want the woulda, shoulda, coulda's. Yeah. When you could have done it the right time the first time. My dad said, you do it wrong, you do it alone. You do it right, you do it light. And we always talk about that saying to this day. And every a lot of things stick with me in my head, you know. So I rather apply whatever I got to do, whether it's working at Burger King or working at Mercedes. I'm gonna give it my best the first time. If I'm at a position, it's just like I used to work for Budweiser. I was the helper. I was the assistant. But I needed money. I had a daughter. I needed to take care of. So I looked at her like, how much the driver made? I so, need the next thing. I need the next thing. Yeah. Come on with it, now. So I started studying that manual book on how to drive them. Them big 18-wheelers, man, and carry them 54-inch trailers behind him and be able to whip that thing back, too. You know what I'm saying? Because it was more money yeah. in that. So I'm like, why settle for less when I can have more and I can support my family like I want? I told myself I'd never struggle in life for that simple fact that I put everything into what I do. Uh, I hope you kick Tyson's ass, and I hope... Uh, the next fights uh, uh, will be Joshua, and you're going to kick his ass. There you go. Because you deserve everything that comes your way. Man. Uh, you've earned it. Self-made is you. So I appreciate it. Blessings. Blessings so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Blessings. Blessings.